Hi, I'm Jason Norris, and this is On the Go in Fort Worth, a new local podcast for our city, our home. My wife Tiffany and I will explore our city and share the sounds and stories of Cowtown. We'll also explore Fort Worth through time as we discover its history and how it became the city it is today. We took a trip to the library. They have these story times for kids at different times. And you saw this particular, what was the age range? Well, this one was specifically for two to five-year-olds, and I think it was called Shake, Rattle, and Read. And so, you know, no shushing allowed, it said, which was good news for our girls. Our girls are loud. And when we told them about it, they seemed very excited to go. They were so excited. But then, well, I'll let you tell it how it was (laughs) when we actually walked into the room where all these other kids were uh, laughing and screaming and hollering. Right. I mean, in in their defense, you know, Jason and I are both introverts, and to walk into a a filled room full of people talking is always a little bit daunting. And if you are two and a half and four, and you don't quite know what's going on, you know, everything's still kind of new and exciting and overwhelming, then I imagine that is especially overwhelming. And our our girls show some signs of introversion as well. And so um, we had one that uh, sat with Jason the whole time and just observed quietly and somberly did not sing did not clap uh i don't think did not smile i don't think she cracked a smile no she just watched she watched what was going on and there were a bunch of kids what would you say maybe like 20 or 30 kids in there i guess so it was a a lot and the parents yes and the parents and then the librarian you know was was singing and reading and and it you know it was um activity filled for sure but our oldest one um she kind of hung out at the door like stood back and and stayed there most of the time. We finally got her to inch forward a couple of times, you know, a little more and a little more. And finally, she was she was pretty much in the room, but she was not participating. But she did smile a little bit. She seemed mm-hmm. really curious about what was going on. Um, but just oh, both of them, they are just slow to warm up. They're slow to warm up to new situations and especially new situations and new people. They just they take a little time and that's fine. That's totally fine. And one of the reasons we're telling you that is that when you go to any of these kinds of events that are going on, uh, your kids might be like that, too. And they might be a little shy and apprehensive and just not quite sure of this thing, especially the first day. You know, they might be that way. But maybe over time, because we have done some other things like the kinder music and things mm-hmm. like that. And and it took a little while, but they did eventually warm up and had a good time. Right. Yeah. I just had this vision in my head of the Charlie Brown Christmas where, you know, he's trying to get control of the people in the play and they're all like dancing around and the music's going. That was kind of how it was there. <laughs> but, you know, so Charlie Brown was really mad. But then in the Halloween one, there was also that party and he was just kind of running around like crazy, like all the other kids. So there is hope that maybe at some point your kid will be like the other kids and just run around <laughs> and sorry, bygones. Well. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, one of the things that we noticed about it, too, was that um, some kids seem to be very engaged with the teacher and going through the music and, and look and, you know, paying attention. Then others... They were not. And of course, there were some. They were, you know, younger than our girls. And so 
they kind of roam around. But it seemed to be an okay thing for that to happen. Right. And part of the the thing with kids that age is that they're learning to pay attention and they're they're learning how to be quiet and um, how to listen and, you know, how to engage and all that kind of stuff. And things, again, things are just still new for them. They're little people. They're very young people. And, you know, life is, there's a lot of distractions in life. And so it's hard to, hard to focus when you're two years old or younger. There were some younger ones. There were little bitty babies there too. After the story time was over, or when we left the story time. Uh, <laughs> story time was not over when we left. <laughs> but, um, you know, because of the large number of people, the crowds and all of that, and the noise, then that might have made them nervous. But when we went back in the library, it was much quieter. Went over to the kids section and they got to look through a whole bunch of books. They were so excited. It brought back lots of happy memories because I... I was five years old when I started going to our little public library, and I just have lots of happy memories of bringing home stacks of books. And my mom was really good to let me get a bunch, and so I didn't limit them too much. We brought home a pretty nice size stack of things they picked out. We read a couple there on site. They played around with a computer, which we're always yeah. nervous about them doing <laughs> with our real computers, but they had, you know, the kids' computers there that they could practice on. and play on. Yeah, because our computers are a little more fragile, and these computers, they looked like they were designed for little kids to uh, to play with. Right, and it didn't matter if they got fingerprints on the screen, and they pressed a wrong button, you you know, you weren't going to lose your dissertation if they pressed <laughs> yeah, exactly. the wrong button or yeah. anything like that. Um, so yeah, so they had, every time we've been, we've been a handful of times to the library, and they seem to just have really positive associations with it so far, which makes me really happy. The only negative association, of course, is then getting them to leave because they love it there so much. Yes, they're usually not happy to go. While that was going on, while they were in the kids section looking at the books and the computer and everything, um, I started looking around for books. And uh, you brought home a stack too? I did. I brought (laughs) home a very big stack of books. I went to the catalog and I looked up Fort Worth just to see if there were some books on Fort Worth. And uh, yes, there were. And so finally I found one general area and I went over there to that spot and there was like two or three bookshelves full of Fort Worth books. And I started grabbing a few that looked interesting. And then uh, unfortunately a few more fell off the shelf. It kind of got awkward over there trying to get them. I didn't get half of the books that they have, but I did get a stack. And I was going to mention a few. These might be some very interesting books for you to uh, check out yourself. Let's see, which one we'll start with here. I like this one. This one is called Fort Worth Then and Now. I've seen this one in a few cities too, but it's really cool. It's still really cool. They do the side-by-side comparisons of, you know, a place in the 1920s versus what it looks like now. And, yeah, oh, that's really neat. Hmm. So we're seeing, you know, buildings downtown, different neighborhoods, and you just get to see the growth, but then you see some little, you know, similarities. You can almost see the pattern of it and see, you know, what, what it looked like. That's really cool. I like that a lot. 
Hey, there's the library. Yeah. All right. So, so the point in this is to get an understanding of your city as much as possible. Because your city, uh, it came from a place in time and has grown to where it is now. I say city, your community. It could be your state or it could be your church. It could be whatever, but it grows and over time it changes. But to understand what has made your city what it is today. And so that's why uh, these are good books and good starting points. Like this one right here. It is Fort Worth's Legendary Landmarks. So it's photographs by uh, Bird Williams and then written by Carol Rourke. But so that, now we have photos of all over the city, but some stories that are behind that as well. And see, this is so cool because I've actually, I, I just flipped it open and it's showing the public market. It's this beautiful old building that's clearly not in use, but all it says on it is public market and you don't really know what it's for. But this book tells the story of what it's for. It was apparently um, initially designed to be a centrally located farmer's market, but it didn't really do so well um, around the stock market crash in 1929 and things like that. And so it just never took off. But apparently it's been declared a Texas historic landmark, but, you know, it's still just kind of there. So I don't I mean, I would like to know, do they do tours of it? Is there anything else there? You know, what what's up with that building? But this gives you a little introduction here. Along the same line with the landmarks is uh, another book that I got here, and it's called Fort Worth Characters. And these are people in the city throughout its history that have um, had an influence in the town. And I have not read this one yet. So, um, in fact, I haven't read a lot of them yet. We just now got them. So, Mm -hmm. still a lot to go through. Oh, yeah. Uh, Quana, I think Parker is how you say it. Quana Parker. Um, they did a Think episode about that on KERA. I hope it's okay to mention that. Sure. I'll, it's, I'll your, probably, it's your favorite podcast. I'll probably talk about Think a lot <laughs> if you stick around and listen. <laughs> think is a podcast on our local public radio station that I am quite the fan of. And when we say local, it is for the North Texas area. Right. Local. Right. Uh, it's located in Dallas. And I'm sure they do Fort Worth shows. Yeah, absolutely. But it's one of the exciting things about doing a podcast for your particular city is that you might be able to explore some things that you don't necessarily hear on the radio. And, uh, and that's our goal. I'm curious about Lost Fort Worth now, the forgotten parts of Cowtown. Wow. Witness the birth of Western swing music and the death of a cloud dancer. See, I don't even know what a cloud dancer is. I don't know. Do I want to know? Oh, see, this looks really cool. So, yeah, there's some great, great resources. And I imagine, I know that um, the TechShare program through, um, that's kind of a library cooperative in Texas, has some great databases. I know they've done a lot with um, newspaper digitization. I'm not sure if it's specifically through TechShare, just one of the databases they subscribe to. But the University of North Texas has also done a fair amount of newspaper Um, digitizing and so there are a lot of electronic resources available to you through your local public library as well as some great books I'm sure too. And you might discover some very fascinating things there for you to further check out like uh, apparently there used to be a subway in and I don't mean the restaurant but there used to be a (laughs) there used to be a subway in uh, in Fort Worth. There are 
um, lots and lots of subways in Fort Worth. Yes. <laughs> and oh, that we would have public transportation like that again, right? That would mm-hmm. be nice. Maybe they'll revive the subway. Who knows? <laughs> or if they don't, why? That would be right. an interesting thing what to find to the out. Subway? Learn more about On The Go in Fort Worth at onthego.fm. And uh, while you're on our site, come by, say hi, and thank you for listening to On The Go in Fort Worth from onthego.fm.